Hi, this is uh, Tyler from Heavyweight Gallery, Los Angeles, Brave New Views. Today we got Eric Elms in the studio, Los Angeles, California, recent transplant from New York City. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. So, Eric, why don't we get this started? Why don't you uh, give us a little background? Where are you coming from? Well, uh, I grew up in uh, San Diego, so I wasn't really like an art kid or like art design kid at all. I was like more of a, I mean, I say that in a way where I like, I didn't grow up like junior high school. Did you have family that was into art? Uh, my dad was an architect, but like not super. He's an architect. He's an architect. He did like kind of cool stuff around and then he was working for like the military, like my formative years. So it was kind of, I think it was like fairly boring work for him. I didn't you were really, into skateboarding, things like yes. that, Thrasher. I think looking back on it, you see all the like the touching points where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, like I was interested in this and I was drawn to these certain things. Mm-hmm. But like in the moment, you don't realize that like art or like creative things mm-hmm. are like a like you playing, path. You were can, you playing Dungeons and Dragons, anything like that? No, none of that. No, no magic. No, I don't no. think Pokemon existed then. <laughs> I'm old man. But yeah, I don't think you even know that like that's a path you could take in life. You know, it's yeah. like, it was just like, like it was, oh. it was so distant to you. It wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like my parents were like, no, it was just like, it didn't like cross my mind. Yeah. Like I was just like, oh, I'm going to like pre-internet. We didn't have like, yeah, you're just like, oh, I'm going to like, like, I, like back then it was like, was there even any artists that you were into back then? Not really. No. Like maybe like there'd be like skate graphics and stuff. You. Zorlak and stuff, but like you didn't, I didn't know who like they were, you know, I was like, oh, this like dude who did this like Tom and Guerrero board, I really love his like thing. I wasn't like that tuned in. It's like, it's kind of hard, harder to get that information back. Art classes in school? No. 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 I took like screen printing, like a t-shirt screen printing class in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. But like kind of what changed it a little bit was... When I was in high school, uh, like Shepherd Ferry moved to like randomly moved to San Diego, like kind of in my neighborhood. Crazy. It's probably like ninety six, wow, ninety seven, and this is when he was doing all like repetition, like posters, like all over mm-hmm. the place. And it was like, oh, what is like? I was like, what is this stuff? There's like wow. stickers everywhere. Wow, and it was like on my like normal path to like I grew up Crazy. in like Hillcrest in San Diego, so it was like kind of like a walking area. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like this obtuse thing because you couldn't really just go on the internet and be like, what is this? It was just like, oh, what is, you know, like, wow. like I would tear down some stickers, put them in my folder. I'd like be like, oh, this is cool. So it was like a sense of discovery. You're like, yeah. you're like, oh, this like trail. It's yeah. Like- and then I remember one time I was like sitting at this coffee shop with my friends and this guy came up with his like girlfriend and it was this dude Scully. Uh-huh. And he was like kind of like an illustrator guy. Like, really talented. And he's like, oh, where'd you get all those, like, stickers? Because I had some of my, like, whatever, like, high binder. school. Note binder, yeah. And I was like, oh, are you Shepard? And he's like, no. He's like, I know him, though. And then he <laughs> walked off. He, like, walked off. They were maybe, like, 20 feet away. And I saw his, like, girlfriend kind of, like, nudging him with her mm-hmm. elbow. And then he, like, turned around and, like, kind of begrudgingly came back. Because he was kind of, like, a weird, like, kind of, like, tough guy. One of those macho graphic designers. No, 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 no. It wasn't, like, I don't even think he was a designer. He was just, like, a weird kind of, like, skater, like, illustrator guy. But he was, like, he seemed tough to me. This is also, like, 16-year-old me, like, you know. And these guys are, like, probably, like, late 20s. Uh, and he's, like, 
all right, give me your number. I'll give it to Shepard or something. Oh, really? And I remember like a couple of days later, I came home from like high school and my mom was like, oh, some guy Shepard called you at like wow. 12, 30 in the afternoon. Of course, I'm not home, you know? And so I called wow. him. And so he would kind of like invite me down to like the black market office at the time. Was like, was Perks there too? It was a, kind of a cool, a cool time because it was like Dave Kinsey, Shepard, Misha, Hollenbach, perks and then like cleon was in the office there too Crazy. and so it was like kind of like a cool little like fun moment and there was some other people but that was like this weird little like crew wow so i'd be around there and like go like buy posters and then shepherd knew i knew how to screen print a little bit from my like, classes my classes at my t-shirts and stuff so i'd make like operation ivy t-shirts and, stuff. Wow. Like, and so he kind of like taught me how to screen print posters and ha- and i would like screen print in his garage at his house for like my summer jobs and stuff like that. Like Oh, so you were actually on staff, you weren't even an intern. Uh I think he like I mean you broke you off a little bit. I mean, that was I was always kind of like Shepard's assistant kind mm-hmm. of. And, but then I would like do random stuff for like Dave and, and like be around the office. But mostly I had I just like had the keys to his garage in the back. So I'd go over whenever mm-hmm. to his house and just like open up the doors and then like screen print whatever posters for like Would you be this. putting them up too? We we'd go out, like maybe him would go oh, out. Oh, you're doing like some street art? Yeah, like yeah. back then, it was like a little bit. Yeah, I was like, uh, so I was probably like seventeen, and so yeah. he was probably like twenty eight. Yeah. So it was like this kind of weird dynamic, but it was yeah. like, or like weird thinking back on it age wise, but it, was, it didn't seem weird then. It was like, oh, this is like kind of like, yeah, we just like drive around all hours of the night. I think he's like, liked it having probably, like it was fun. It was fun. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was tons of fun for like kid. And it was like I think he liked having like a sidekick who like yeah. go out, and so it was like a perfect like kind of like marriage at the time. And we even did that like when I first moved to New York, we did that like a bit too. Cause I was like, um, so how, how did that come about? So you, you decided then that you would like, I'm going to bring art into my life and this is something that I could actually get into. <laughs> so I went to school for a year in UC Santa Cruz mm-hmm. just as like kind of develop a portfolio. Not even that, just like that was kind of like a continuation of like, I didn't really know about like doing design. I hadn't made that decision yet. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do art design stuff. Mm-hmm. And I took a couple little like design classes in, I mean, I mean, like art classes in mm-hmm. Santa Cruz, and I kind of just decided, like, I want to transfer the next year. So then I, like, applied to some art schools, and I went to Pratt. That's why I moved so to So you York. applied to Pratt? And I applied to Pratt, yeah. Why New York? You just were, like, attracted to New York, or what was uh, Yeah, I kind of just was, like, attracted to it. I remember applying. I think I applied to, like, a couple schools. I applied to San Francisco, like, Arts and Crafts or whatever it's called. I think I applied to, like... RISD. I think I applied to Pratt. I remember I, I had a couple of friends who were going to Columbia at the time, so I like went and mm-hmm. stayed with them, visited Pratt, and then I like, saw the camp. The Brooklyn campus is kind of cool. And what year is this about? 99. 99. Yep. And so, yeah, so then like once I saw, I like, kind of like, oh, they have like a cool campus yeah. out here. It's like yeah. kind of like a dodgy, like interesting neighborhood at the time. So I was like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to go here. Then I was like, I didn't really like debate it that much, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, at that time, there was like so much going on in New York, like it was like a fun era because I met. And then you made some quick connections there too, right? Made some quick like I started assisting cause. I remember when we when I first moved out there, they were just done done this like Tokion poster series, oh, and it yeah. was like Tokion was huge back Tokion then. Was Tokion was huge back then. Like, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was on like the, Clinton uh, Street over there. Adam Glickman was like. What was it called? The uh, the on the Tokion. Oh, the one that Kevin designed the, yeah. with the flag on the yeah. front. Yeah. yeah, that was like I had this poster inside. That yeah. was like a very seminal poster. Of yeah, like, uh, it was called like the Unbelievers or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, but it wasn't that. Yeah. But, um, 
But yeah, so Kevin Lyons used to design Tokyo at the time when he was working at Sir. But he was also teaching at Pratt. He was also teaching at Pratt. And but he was one of your teachers. He was one of my teachers. Pre that, though, so when I first moved there, this Tokyo poster thing had come out, and it was like Perks and Mini did one, but I think he was already not allowed to be in the country at that time for some reason. Cause. Cause, Shepard. And I think, like, I went out, like, postering with Shepard, and they were, like, we were with, like, Adam, and then, like... Brian caused like met up. Was it Adam Tokyo? Yeah. And then so it was like we met, we like met up in like the Lower East Side and they were postering. And I kind of like met Brian that time. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like, re- I think I asked like Shepard for his number and I was like, oh, hey. Like, and then I, he's like, oh, if you ever need like work. So he hired me as an assistant. Oh, wow. And so like then I did that for like a little bit, like a year or two or something. So that was kind of like one of the first people I'd like actually met. I mean, that's like a great introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then like Kevin Lyons was teaching at Pratt. He was like one of my topography teachers. And so then like he was working at Sur, teaching mm. at Pratt and then designing Tokyon at the time. So that was, that was Russ Sur's shop on, was that on Rivington? Sp- it was on Spring. On Spring. Yeah, yes. it was like right next to the Sweet and Vicious. Yeah. Thing. And that was kind of like this. So I would go in there and like help out with like weird graphics and like do whatever. Wow. Uh, like helping Russ out mostly, not really Kevin. Wow. And, uh, but like that shop was really cool because it was like kind of like this hub for all of downtown. Like all yeah. the, like the young kids would come through. Like, it was like Union around the corner too, right? Yeah, it was like down the street, you know. Yeah. Like, Aaron would come by, even like Dash and like all those like weird like before. Kids. Yeah, it was like when everyone was still like hanging out together and yeah. like weird, like just little groups all cycle through there, like hang out in the backyard. And it was like, I wasn't really hanging out with those kids as much then, but it was like cool seeing like kind of like. And then you were actually like fabricating art too. You were actually like practicing in, you were working in the studio, helping cause make things. Yeah. yeah he you was were like, also going full time to school dude, and you were trying. studying, what was your major? Design. 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 Yeah. But it was like, yeah. that was, cause this is still like early onset computer time. So you were still doing like. Yeah, I mean, it was like, like beginning of... So you're doing like a lot of hand stuff too? Yeah, like, it was, I was because I was screen printing a lot in, printing. when I was at Pratt too. So I was still doing like a lot of and like drawing, hand cut, like illustrating, painting, yeah. painting too. It was a little more no holds barred at Pratt then. So you yeah. kind of like, they let you get away with what you want to get. And mm-hmm. like, if you want to take advantage of resources then... Mm-hmm. And what about, what about like artists? Were you like studying like art history and stuff like Bauhaus and I like, what was, I mean, like, yeah, like, but I think like, I hadn't really like set in as much at that time. I was just kind of like mm-hmm. fully thrown into New York. But I mean, your education must've been kind of like, yeah, going up. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it was like a balance between like, because f- it's also the age of like when everyone's kind of doing like t-shirt, cause you must've been doing a lot of t-shirt graphics and stuff then too. For, uh, for us, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was like kind but of, but it was all this stuff. kind of appropriation kind of. Yeah, it was that. And he was actually doing some stuff for Supreme a little bit back then. Uh-huh. Like, I think like James was hiring him to do Supreme stuff. And uh-huh. then I would work on it via Russ, kind of. Yeah. But it was kind of like. Like, he'd kind of oversee and you would. Yeah, I mean, like, it would just be like. He, give he'd you like, ideas. I'd, he'd and he'd stuff be like, like I that. have this idea. Like, can mm-hmm. you like formulate it? So there was like some stuff I like technically worked on, but I wasn't like, I didn't have anything necessarily to do with, you know, mm-hmm. in a way. Man, you need to make like a map when those guitar player, like the little map of that area of like everything that was going on. Cause it was like zeitgeist moment in Well, New that's kind of what like, Kevin's little, like the insert in that Tokyon, the disobedience. The that's disobedience. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I was like, I mean, I was, was in, insane. I was in Kenya at the time yeah. Montreal and like we would look and you know, I was familiar with everyone, but that was like, Oh, and you would just well, like, well, it's funny. Cause it was like, he, he did, it was like a poster yeah. that branched off and showed like the lineage uh, from all mm-hmm. these like people and then who branched off and so yeah. it was like this cool of like who's who of like yeah streetwear art things yeah. twist and you had yeah it was like future at the top and yeah. this broke down to like yeah. sir then like whatever yeah and stash and, yeah. and then 
and then like Bosque. I don't know. It was just yeah. like a cool little mix of all these people. Yeah, like a family tree. Almost, exactly. In a way. So I was always like, whoa, this is like. Were you in the tree? I wasn't in the tree. But the funny thing is, like, Kevin sent me like a envelope like years later and my name was written in the same style on the envelope oh, and I, really? I always wanted to like cut it out and <laughs> then just, like, paste it at the bottom <laughs> I don't think I ever did I think I lost the envelope I probably have it somewhere but wow. I was like oh, I was like I want to just like and then would A-Life also be at that time yeah because A-Life I remember meeting I was walking around with Shepard once this is like so like Shepard was kind of like a pivotal moment for me like yeah in that like mid late 90s things yeah. like I don't think I would have like ended up moving to New York yeah. so I think we were like out yeah. doing a thing because he was also like Blaze Bolin and like that's yeah yeah all that yeah, yeah. I think Blaze actually came up with the like, yeah. Sabomol Project's name from yeah. back in like North Carolina or something or yeah that's crazy but yeah we were we ran into like Jest on the street and he's like oh are you? like that that was like their first time like actually meeting I think and then and I remember that like, he had his show at a life I think a little later like later mm. that year or something and they were doing like Ryan McGinnis shows it was like yeah that was like kind of like one of the first shops I remember that like really had all the cool like art objects like art shows like and they're still stuff. doing like kind of yeah blowing out art shows with and like, then had like the the uber select Nikes too yeah and, like it like that yeah those didn't tennis really, green those tennis that was a cool moment. Yeah, Wu Tang hanging out and stuff yeah. like that too. It's kind of like yeah. the post Mars, like the yeah, like that orchard area of A Life. Yeah. I think was like kind of like a it was like a cool moment. Wow. So then from there, and it's crazy because like Kevin is also your teacher, and then he's also doing a lot of graphics for Russ. You're helping Russ do stuff for Supreme. It's all kind of being documented by Tokion, and then you have like kind of the like what was the beautiful losers what was the the mcgee espo um oh street market yeah street yeah, market yeah, yeah. that happened when i was around because i remember i was like oh i'm gonna go to this that yeah. was like i think it started that was an amazing show that was, that that show was like 2001 i think 2001 I th- yeah because yeah. i was still in school mm-hmm. i remember leaving from like the pratt campus to go to like so that was an amazing show when yeah. i saw that show i was like oh my god this yeah. is that like- started in, it was a show in philly before that yeah it had like a slightly different and then, name and then deitch moved it to new york yeah you know, but it was like whoa this is yeah like- and then you also had the barnstormers going on too right yeah. so you had rose star because he was also I, think, I believe rose star was also an editor of tokyo on there for a second and so after you so then you graduate from school well, I didn't graduate. Oh, <laughs> truth comes out. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> sorry, mom. sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> I got well, offered just... a job at Supreme to like, oh, wow. be their designer. And so I just didn't go back to, I just, oh, really? Out. Yeah. But this many, is like, how many years did you have left? Or like, year, you just uh, said you're elected? A or year. Yeah. Like, I was planning on going for one more year and I, I decided not to in like August or something. Oh, like wow. That. So I was just like, eh. And so, what you were kind of, Working with Supreme and then they were like, no, they never, I wasn't working with them at all. I was just like Russ's thing. I think like caught Brian knew was friends with James. And I think James maybe mentioned him in passing, like, Hey, do you know any like designers or something? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, I know. I think he just was like, Oh, I know this young kid. Like, da-da. and so I like went in, met James and he's like, Oh, cool. You want to like, yeah, let's do it. And so, like, yeah, sure. um, it was a different world of, it was like five of us in the office of that. Yeah. It was, like, it was like five, six Harold of us. Hunter hanging out. No, I mean like it was just like me, Brendan Babizini doesn't Noah, and like four other people. This guy, Jeff Heath was the one, the other designer there. This guy, Augie. Yeah. It was like pretty small, like yeah. small crew, like compared to like the monster it is now. Like a couple mm-hmm. people came on like later, but yeah, then I was there for like, Three years, two years. Oh, and like on the regular everyday work. Oh yeah, I got yeah. hired like full time. I was like the yeah. The, the, wow, the and then were you were, what were you concentrating on? Uh, like sure graphic, like sure graphics, and like yeah, the, the Patrick Ewing graphic stuff, the Patrick Ewing graphic, right? That was my first thing I did for him. Yeah, I was like, so this is probably like two thousand two. I think I started. 
Wow. So. I mean, it's crazy to look at it now, how huge it has become. Because, I mean, yeah, with the runs of T-shirts and stuff you must have been doing back then, we're like... I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think James always, like, keeps it smaller yeah. than he needs to, yeah. even now. Yeah. But, like, in relative to, like, the demand, he's yeah. always, like, kind of careful about that, which is, like, you know, really smart. And what about your own practice? Were you also, like, doing any of your own work at this time? I was doing, yeah, I was, like, still, like, screen printing a lot, painting here and there. I was doing, like, doing little group shows. Um, what was your first show in New York? I don't know if I had any so Like, I was probably just doing, like, random, like, group stuff. Yeah. But I don't really remember. I don't remember the first big thing, but one of the reasons I kind of left Supreme is I think I'd gotten like a couple offers to do a couple freelance jobs. And then like someone in Japan offered me like a painting show. And were you going to Japan at this time? I'd been once. You've been I once. went once with, with Brian. So you're pretty much staying in New York except for holidays, go see your folks and stuff. Yeah, I'd go back to San Diego during the yeah. summer, like for like a, a week or you're something. You're probably just like staying point. in like a block area. Yeah, I don't know, because I lived in like Clinton Hill still. Okay. I lived in like Biggie's old building. For oh, wow. Thing. We had a halfway house above us. So it was cheap. It was great. Cool. Yeah, it was just like makeshift. But like stuff, the thing about New York then, it was like, it was cheap enough that you could, you didn't have to stress about stuff. You just like. Yeah, I remember going to Roadstar Studio and being like, oh, wow, yeah. this is amazing. And it's like not, it, it wasn't even necessarily a scale thing. It was always just like, oh, I can like live and then spend time painting or like doing yeah. my own projects in my free time because I have like the financial, like mental space to like yeah. do that. But yeah, so I got offered like a couple things and I was like, uh, I, they were like kind of things I wouldn't have probably had time to do if I stayed yeah. at Supreme. So I was just like, I was like young and I was like, I mean, honestly, I probably like maybe would have been better at Supreme if I was a little older. Cause I was still like trying to like find myself and yeah. figure out like what I wanted to do and yeah. like that. And so I quit and then did my show in Japan, went there with a bunch of people and like, that was a group show. No, it was a solo. It was at that rocket gallery. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that was like, I think that was like my first like show. What did that show consist of? It was like paintings and screen prints and stuff like that. Pretty, it was like pretty and were you doing zines or any of the book stuff yet? Not yet. No. But yeah, so that was kind of like, and then that kind of just led me into like 15 years of freelance. And, who, and, and at this time, like, who were you looking up to? Who were you like, who were you, who were you being inspired by? Or like, what were you... From a design point of view, like, yeah. going back to like a Kevin Lyons thing, like the trio of like, CalArts trio of like Kevin Lyons, Michael Leone, and... Uh, Jack McFedridge was always like, whoa, it's like they all went to school yeah. together at the, in this like grad yeah. program. And I was like, well, that's crazy. Like yeah. even before I, I had Kevin. Because well, I mean, you also kind of were a West Coast guy being on the East Coast. You probably had a yeah. little bit of like West Coast kind of mellow vibe. And Kevin was the kind of guy that was playing both sides. Both yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but it was Damian like, Sanders. I, it was just like, whoa, he was like, I was like, whoa, those three guys. Cause they were like, mm -hmm. kind of had like similar vibes, but they were doing different stuff. And it was yeah. like, whoa, you know, they were like designers that were in that world. Yeah. And so you, like, you were calling yourself a designer. At this time, or like an artist, yeah, I mean, or you I didn't. Know. I mean, you're I didn't, just going with. Yeah, I guess you, I didn't really like even. Think were you about doing it. skate graphics at all? At all? Uh, no. I did some boards for Supreme. I don't know yeah. if they came out like this, this like FBI pattern that was on like. I think mm -hmm. it came out in like Vans and clothing. We made some skateboards, but I don't think they ever went into like mm -hmm. production. But yeah, I would do like random skateboards for like friends' companies. Like mm -hmm. this guy Craig Metzger had this brand called Instant Winner. I think I did some stuff mm -hmm. for then. So you were looking in, a lot to these West Coast guys, but. At the same time, you you were in the heart of it. You were in the the belly of the beast at, the, yeah. the, at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right it now. was kind of like yeah. It was like looking back on it, it's like oh, this is a cool little like creative moment yeah. for New York, you know. Um, both for because like everybody 
melded in together like all these artists like kind of mm-hmm. it was like a, high, a very high low moment for New yeah. York which I think was probably like off the charts in like 80s early 90s yeah. but it was still happening when Max Fish yeah, so. Max yeah. Fish it was like you go there and you just like know people yeah everybody was there and it was like a lot of times you didn't have like cell yeah. phones and so it was like you don't have a chance did to you like have a cell phone up. yet I got it when I got hired at Supreme I bought a cell phone oh yeah yeah <laughs> I remember I called James on a payphone <laughs> for my interview because I was like hey is it, should I come by is it cool and I was like on a payphone and like these old things, which is crazy thing about it. <laughs> I know, kids are so yeah. spoiled. Like when you had a first cell phone, you yeah. thought they were like coolest thing ever. Yeah, I remember I bought an iPod or like iPod when I worked at Syringe because the Apple <laughs> store was right there. I was like, wow, this is it's crazy. Yeah, they, you know what they said if you put your money into Apple stock at that time instead of buying your first oh, don't, Apple don't depress product. me oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next one <laughs> so now what year is this now 2004 and, no, now, 2004, 2005, and now you've kind of moved into the world of freelance yeah full freelance then and now you establish your own studio yeah I was kind of just like working out of my house like just yeah just working on like kind and of you are you doing channel. and you're going to Japan a little bit doing some travel going to Japan a little more really cheap to go to Japan then so it'd be like you go round trip like 400 bucks so yeah. like sometimes me and friends would be like let's just go and like let's all yeah. buy tickets in two months and just yeah. like go for a week you know and that type of thing you yeah. still helping cause Brian at all uh I wasn't assisting but we were like traveling a bunch then we would like mm-hmm. go to Japan a lot together and go to like Hong Kong and like go to weird spots. Like I think I would all he would always like hit me up and be like, Hey, you wanna go Japan? And I'd be like, Yeah, I'd like just tag tag along on trips basically. Um, but it was great for me. I was always looking for an excuse to like And what was it, what was the galleries at this time? Like just in New York? Yeah. I mean I'm sure there was like a lot of like the high end galleries, but I But wasn't, I mean that wasn't really crossing over at that time. It's I not like really I mean like now we take it, it for granted, like you see cause in these major I would go to shows, museums, but, but like uh, not Joe's at, bar and like I think like Deitch was like yeah Deitch super, was yeah like popping because they were always like party, fun but, but also when you were young it was like you would always you yeah, lot da- what was that the bird's nest the dash snow did that was like, oh Riving- yeah, Rivington yeah. Arms was yeah. around then but that was like 2005 okay. 2006 maybe yeah. a little later I mean also when you're really young you go to like art shows because you want to like open free bar. drinks yeah free drinks I <laughs> was like so you'd be like oh it's a little like gallery cool. But yeah, I think like Deitch was probably like the crossover to like, oh, these are like real proper guys, yeah. you know, and then like, I mean, it's crazy given his background of like everything that, you know, he had an early eye and he could recognize all this yeah. talent for what it is. Like, I mean, everything, this is like, you know, it's cliche or whatever, but you're writing the book. You don't really know you're writing the book. Yeah. Cause I mean, at, at this time, like who are your contemporaries at this time? I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's kind of like this weird thing where. Back then, like, I feel like the, like, stratas of, like, groups of people were way better defined. Like, beautiful, like, Aaron Rose yeah. did such a good job of, like... Beautiful well, Alleged Gallery at this time was also... Oh, yeah, Alleged was... Yeah. yeah. I think it was, like, Alleged, like, even, like, A-Life had their little things. Yeah. Like, that group was kind of, like, a little bit older than me, you know, like, mm-hmm. five, ten years older. And so it was, like, my whole, like, age group, like, whoa, look at all these people doing this thing. And mm-hmm. then after that, I feel like it kind of got, like segmented like on the higher end side I guess like Dash and Dan Cole and all those guys yeah. were, they were like around I yeah. wasn't like I knew them but I wasn't like really close yeah. to them but like that, sperms and- yeah 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 but I was like I guess the next generation but in terms of like the other side like mm-hmm. I think it got you were also like, you were kind of involved in product you were kind of like bouncing, bouncing around, around where you were like doing art shows but you're also doing 
product, but then you also kind of, you know, not say not street art background, but like, you know, you yeah. were kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like to me looking back on it mm-hmm. now, I was like street quote unquote street art is like a little bit more like interesting, you know, I don't yeah. know. I was like, a cause you were never, you were never like tagging and I mean, stuff like that. Now like street art's like pretty awful. Yeah. And so, but like back then I think I had like a little bit more of like, yeah. Well, a, I feel like it was even like high and low, like there's like not any crossover. Really. You know what I mean, I yeah, mean yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, you go back before Basquiat or something, but like at that time it was kind of like skateboard and t-shirt graphics and, and, and you were still doing, you know, yeah, some fine art stuff, but the shows were also like, I mean, your price points and everything probably super accessible. At that age, I was just like young and like making, yeah. just, you're just like making stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Like these kids are doing like this. You're like, oh, they're starting a brand, anything, like anyone mm-hmm. started anything. Like let's yeah. all work on and that. And it was also da, 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 that pre you know? kind of inner, well, internet, but not like you still had print publications. No one had, had like online shop, like yeah. online shops for brand there were like, People were like, oh my God, it was like looked down upon, which I mean, is crazy to think about now, but it was like, you turn up your nose. You're like, I can't believe that person. is. That I mean, that's shop. a whole thing even about like, you know, selling out and corporate sponsorship and all these kind of things. Now it's like people, I don't think there's a term for selling out anymore. Like, no, I mean, it's like, it's it like now it seems so jaded, but it was like just in that, it was such a yeah. different time and place yeah. where it was just like, I, it was like a big deal when Supreme opened their own lunch. I was like, whoa, that's like a jump of like shifted like yeah. kind of like small yeah. brand, like branding, yeah, like the look of brands, you know, so. And A-Life too. Yeah. And so now we're kind of going, so now we're like about 2005, 2006, 2007. When did your own, when did you start your publishing company? 2007, 2008, maybe. Okay. And so this is probably like beginning of like when New York Art Book Fair started, but it was pretty small still. And you had your own, what was the name of your studio? Partners and Others. Yeah. yeah. Still exists. That might have come after. I don't Well, regardless, that's semantics. But yeah, it was like, I felt like it was before like self-publishing was like super access, like easily accessible by everybody. Like not everybody had a reason machine. Not everybody. Yeah. You couldn't just get like self-published And you had a binding on. machine and stuff. Yeah. I kind of had all, I like. Well, cause I mean, people forget like it used to be offset printing. And so if you were doing like offset kind of. Yeah, you couldn't go online and like yeah. small runs. You of had stuff to do like twenty five hundred of something, yeah. and it would cost you. Or you just had to like figure out how to do it. Yeah. Like, and like most people like didn't do that, and so I kind of yeah. like figured out how to do it. I did some larger like edition books, like the first couple ones I did with like Para from Amsterdam. How did, how did how did you connect with Para then? I knew Para because he was working really heavily with G and those guys from Pata then. Mm-hmm. And I think I... You mean they're not the same thing? <laughs> not the same thing. <laughs> and I think it was like kind of like a small... It's like this shows how smaller of a world it was. It was like there was a lot of like Para graphics and influence in the Pata stuff at that point. And I remember mm-hmm. I like wrote him. I was like, oh, I, I think I wrote G randomly or somebody. I was like, oh, I really like appreciate like how your brand is like very like nice thought out and so me and G became friends and then subsequently he like introduced me to Pete Para and so we became friends and so when I started doing the book I was like oh I want to do like some smaller books and then some larger edition stuff mm-hmm. that was still like small edition mm-hmm. uh, in the grand scheme of things and Pete was one of those and that was under and press and press was the title. and now was this like one color or like no it was one? like full color it was like oh, all it was part you see, you see those on eBay now no, I don't think. Oh. I mean, maybe I don't really check, but so Pete Parr was one of your first. Was the one first? of the first ones? I because I, I I had a couple big ones, and then like I was making like lots you did of Kevin too books. with the the Voodoo Miles. Yeah, the Voodoo. I should know this. Yeah, I'm the publisher. Miles two hundred something does the Voodoo and down. one and press it's for two hundred, yeah. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think like as Anne Press evolved and uh-huh. it was just like when you're doing large edition books as like a side project mm-hmm. that like and publishing doesn't make that much money, mm-hmm. 
it's just like you get caught up in like the. And were you selling them through? How were you selling these? Like printed matter? Or? I had a website at the time Ooh. that was doing a lot of it for, for Ann Press. I was distributing some, but that was the mm-hmm. problem. It's just like distributing books is like kind of. And you did the neck face book as well? Did the neck face book. I did that originally. That was pre Ann Press. Oh, wow. Um, I was good friends with Alex because he was like, he went to SVA with like a bunch of our other friends um, mm-hmm. in, in, in New York. And so he, we were talking about doing a book. And so I actually reached out to Brian and I was like, oh, hey, like, do you have any ideas? I was like kind of asking about advice. Like, do you have any ideas of like who I could ask for money, to, like put out this book that we're like thinking about doing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you want me to just like pay for it? We'll do it together. And I was like, he's like, I was like, yeah, cool. So oh, I introduced wow. them. Oh, and wow. so I designed it with my friend Gary Fogelson. And then we yeah just put out the book together. And were you had had you been doing any other like kind of print stuff on that level uh, before? I design. I think I like art directed the first couple of like Supreme. You know catalogs. they started doing those magazine yeah. things out of Japan. This was after I left already, but I had still like I was freelancing for, with them for a yeah. little bit after that. So that was some print stuff. I was always kind of doing some print stuff or like doing weird little like zines or books. But I guess that was like the first like book. Thing I'd and then you done. loved it. Yeah. I mean, Ann Press kind of um, evolved kind of less into like bigger edition, like straightforward books into smaller edition, like more like handmade, almost like half object books. Yeah. Eventually I was distributing less because it took up so much time. And so I was yeah. doing mostly like book fair sales. And so it was like easier to do like a little higher price point, like interesting. Was the, the, the New York book fair this yep. time? Were you doing other, any other ones? Um, I did the LA one a couple of times. I've done like, and how was LA when you first came out here at that time? Was it, I mean, I was coming in, I was doing some work for Stussy back. Cause like, also Tokyo like, moved out here. Right. So that, I think so. Yeah. But I didn't, you were, yeah, I was like, I remember them moving out, but yeah. I didn't have any like, no yeah, BC boys affiliation, anything like no, that. No, nothing, none of that. That was Jeff, Jeff territory. Yeah. You went slapping the bass. Anything no, like I don't have any rhythm or anything. <laughs> And yeah, and this is also you were kind of doing the Kilroy graphics, right? Well, that was kind of like I was just like, why, it. why that? You're not military. I mean, like, oh, it, no. it's like I thought it was just like a cool like mm-hmm. thing, and I always looked at it kind of like. Do you know about Chad? Yeah, because they always have different names in every country. It's yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. But I think Chad was like the Australian yeah, version in World War One. Chad, then, like, I think it's UK, and they have a, they have some other like yeah. Doctor Wu or something. Yeah. I think it's one, and then it's like yeah, yeah, and um, it's like the Potsdamer media with Churchill, and someone drew it in the in the in the bathroom. It started here. Yeah, it started like I think it was like a ship inspector or something. There's yeah. always like folklore about it, but I always thought it was kind of like a pre-graffiti, graffiti type yeah. of sentiment where so many people were drawing the same thing and mm-hmm. they weren't doing it in terms yeah. of like they wanted self-recognition, but it was like just a, a way to mark like mm-hmm. I was here, you know, in a way yeah. it's like I was here, but it, was, it wasn't about them. So yeah. I thought it was like that. So, like, which difference. is kind of weird if you think about it. Cause it's like graffiti, not graffiti. Cause it's like, I'm putting on my name, yes, but it's an anonymous, anonymous name thing, that yeah. everybody uses. So it's kind of weird. And then it's just like, so I think one day I was like, ah, oh, it'd be funny to like do a book with Kilroy over every like object or every logo and weird mm-hmm. thing that you could think of. And so I did this book called Wish You Were Here that was like Kilroy, literally just the same Kilroy and printed on the same spot on the page over like every logo I could find. What about like the art side or designers? Like who were who some people that you know, would have been your influences like that you were looking to in? in I mean, back then? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's different now, but I guess like back then it was all, it was like Barry McGee and like Margaret Kilgallen. But what about, what about like Elizitsky or like any like Russian constructivism or anything? I wasn't kind of like, stuff. like into the, like, I, yeah, like back then it wasn't like, like I didn't even like look at that type of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, you come across it, but it, uh, yeah, I wasn't like actively like and when you were cognizant like, of it. 
And when you were like taking logos and stuff, you were just kind of like just gravitating towards things that you kind of like liked. I mean, I think part of it was like, oh, this is just kind of like funny. And you're like in on this joke that it's like it's stupid. And then part of it is kind of that the sentiment of like skateboarding graphics and like streetwear mm-hmm. back then where you could riff on stuff and like you steal logos and like mm-hmm. add your own twist to them and mm-hmm. they become something new. You know? Did you ever have any sort of a copyright, any issues or anything? No, I've never. Like nah. Back then people just did it. Like you see it in streetwear. It's like people stopped like riffing on logos, or like stealing things. Yeah. And they started like doing licensing yeah. things, which works some of the time. But usually like why I think those like logo bites and stuff work is because you're like taking it and then you're putting in like 50% of your point of view and it becomes this new thing. Yeah. It becomes like a new animal that's interesting yeah. and like your customers are like in on the joke and you get it. Yeah. And it's like becomes like a new piece of whatever. I remember work. The, one of the first Kevin Lyons shows that we did and he had that one piece where it's like, I, I used to rip off logos and call myself a designer and I rip off design and call myself an artist. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I think there is like, but then that's kind of like changed and I think some of that stuff has like well, an think- energy to it, you know? And I also like what you're saying before, there's like kind of a weird strata of like, it was like so foreign and alien, like the corporate culture was kind of like where you could kind of take it and make it your own because it was so not your own. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it was not like my taste like now. Like flyers were doing yes. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like attention and energy that yeah. you get from like mashing two things together, Yeah, you know, was really, really prevalent back then that yeah. I find really interesting, you know? Yeah. It's like when I look at like the type of art that I'm like into now, like I really like people like Albert Olin or like Christopher Wall. You know, it's like when you're getting that weird push and pull between the graphic and the abstract and it's like in the same piece and it's like some things move forward and something back. Like that's what like really interests me. And it's like really hard to get to that specific point where it's like, Oh, there's like an edge of a logo or an edge of like something yeah. they found, but then they have as much of their point of view in that same piece. It's not just like a license, like collab, you know, it's, yeah. there is like it created something new. That's like, there's a lot of tension in it. And it also sounds like you were pretty multi multidisciplinary in your studio practice. It sounds like you would kind of be doing like computer stuff and then ripping stuff up and then printing stuff and then silk screening. And yeah. then like, seems like you were still starting with the pen and paper or kind of yeah. and then working it up. I think most things would like yeah. a lot of things would start like hand done and then they get scanned in and then kind of like, and you were like in the studio that. every day at this time. Yeah. I think in New, in New York is always like, oh, I'll just go to the studio for a bit and see what happens kind of. And when did the, the dunks book come about? When did mm-hmm. I did it? Oh, I originally did. I had a show in France. Ooh, France. At, uh, <laughs> Paris. Ooh. Paris, France. <laughs> uh, at the spot called cool. Gallery Lazarou, I think it was. Uh-huh. And I did it as like a book for that show. But it was, oh, really? And so this was probably. Because you were also, was it, is, is this when you were doing the like, uh, is it the Michael Jordan with the kind of. The asymmetrical frames yeah, and stuff same like show. that. Same show, yeah, yeah. So I didn't have, I never had like dunks pieces from that show. Mm-hmm. This is just kind of like a little like concept book that like kind of went with like mm-hmm. whatever the ethos. I mean, I feel like my work never really has like like. Well, a yeah, I mean, the one thing that I think is hard to in art and fine art too is having a bit of a sense of humor. <laughs> you know, it's like because yeah. it's like sometimes it can be so dry and so like having humor is like you know to me it humanizes it. I remember like going to Miami to was it Bar None or oh, yeah, and yeah. you and you had the uh, oh, yeah. the big protested th- yeah. Like the, but you, you also had the didn't you have the the, the frame birthday, birthday yeah, the, like the birthday yeah, sign yeah. like yeah. you know yeah and it was like I like this guy he's funny you yeah. know it's like 
Well, it's because like, it's like you're taking one thing and putting it into a different context. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing as like yeah. logo biting. You're taking one delivery and like flipping it over. Um, no, and I think art can also be like you can draw attention to issues, but also you can give a bit of like, I wouldn't say comic relief, but yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think there's a fine line where you don't want to be like a bad joke artist. Yeah. Know? And that's why like street art so bad. It's just like, well, really I mean, I think it also takes everywhere. itself. I mean, now it's a little tricky because it does take itself so serious without being serious, <laughs> you know, well, without actually saying anything. But then it's like so serious. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I used to say it was like walking around New York for a while. It was just like every corner, it would be like equivalent of like a bad comic, like screaming in your face every yeah. corner. It's just like, oh, this is like a really like vapid joke that I don't care about. And I mean, like, you know, used to, if you saw someone with a fuck t-shirt or if you saw someone with, you know, even like the early, this like West Coast stuff, but like Fresh Jive or something like way, you know, way back, you're like, oh, you got on a plane and you saw someone wearing oh, yeah. like that. You're like, so like you know, you can give a little like head nod, like, yeah, hey, man, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Because you, you were on the same thing. Whereas now it's like, it's almost become so, you know, detached. And I don't, I feel like you don't have that sense of community with, yeah. with some things, yeah, not yeah, like yeah. some brands do like powers. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when did Powers come about? I had a studio on Powers Street. And so mm. I, I think I was like kind of burnt out on doing like t-shirt graphics for a while. Yeah. I was like doing a ton for like so many companies and it wasn't mm-hmm. like that exciting. I think it was kind of over it. And then like a few like Peter Sutherland started making some weird shirts. And then mm-hmm. like I had some friends, friends in Japan, these, these two brothers, kids, old blood brothers, guys, Smurf and Sneak were making like weird shirts that were mm-hmm. like cool. And so I was like, oh, and so it kind of got me excited about like just making a couple shirts. Originally, I was just going to make them and put them on the end press site and just be like, oh, I'm going to like put them out. Mm-hmm. Um, not you, were you doing like pretty good? Was it consistent on the site? You had like, yeah, it was pretty decent. Yeah. It was like, I mean, it would always ramp up. I would always make a ton of new stuff for the, the New York Art Book Fair, so it was always mm-hmm. like a deadline. Be like, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of new titles because mm-hmm. I knew I was doing it. So it was like, and you were also like working with Stussy at that time too. I was doing freelance stuff for Stussy a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, and then you every, just decided like, hey, I do, I want to do my own brand. It wasn't even that. I was like, oh, I'm just going to like put out a couple shirts or whatever. And then I knew Kyle from Brain Dead, and he was like, oh, I'll help you do production if you want to make it a little bigger. We can get it in some stores. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, all right, why not? I was like, oh, I need a name. Is that first? I was like, ah, I probably don't need one. And we use like, this now. It's maybe like three years ago or something. This is pretty. Oh, recent. we just fa- we fast, we fast forward. forwarded. <laughs> I mean, there's just a lot of there's just a lot of freelancing between that yeah. time and that time. You know, it's like painting, group shows, yeah. design, and book stuff. So, but you're still in New York at this time. Still in New York. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Powers is like. I was like, oh, I'll call it Powers Supply because it was kind of like I look at kind of like the graphics and the energy of the brand. Like it pulls on like the resources of like everything I'm doing in my studio. It's like extension of all that weird little work. Like, Oh, I might take a little like inspiration from like a painting or a little inspiration from like a zine I made or yeah. some design stuff. And it kind of all just creates this new thing yeah. that's like becomes. And now you're kind of like brand. encompassing everything and putting every, like, it was kind of like pretty side project for a while. And then when I moved to LA and I mean, it, it seems like everything that you do has been super organic. It's kind of like you just, one thing led to like, and do you think like a, a fine artist can also do commercial design can also do product? I mean, I think back when I was younger, like all my stuff was like a, a little bit more meshed together. Like, mm-hmm. but that was probably just cause visually like the stuff was a little more like similar looking. Yeah. Um, now it's like, I feel like you, like you came by very honest. You were just kind of like going down things that like genuinely interest you and you'd like, you know, go there. Whereas like, I feel like now sometimes it's like, it's almost like too thought out, like, oh, I have to do, you know, like, how, what's your take now that like street art's kind of become high fashion, you yeah. know, but then I mean, you're also doing fine art, but then, you know, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like, 
I don't know. It's kind of one thing where it's at the end of the day, if it's like someone's doing really nice work in whatever area they're doing in, it's like it's, you think it, it's nice. It's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Some people do it badly and some mm-hmm. people do it really well. Yeah. But like, I guess like for me, it crosses less because like as years have gone by, like I guess like my paintings and stuff are like a little bit more divergent than like mm-hmm. design stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think about them like so differently mm-hmm. that I'm not. Very yeah. rarely would I use like this something in my painting as like a design piece. I not necessarily I wouldn't, but yeah. like so I don't really run into that problem as much. Yeah. But I think two people doing the same thing. I think there maybe there is some stigma to it. Higher art world things, I but feel like, like the high art world is doing the same thing. I actually now. think people don't care that much to be honest anymore. Yeah. It's like I think if you just do as long as you're doing nice work, I don't think anyone really cares. And, and, and so I have to go back to like, cause I was reading this one interview, just get a little research before. Uh-oh. And you were like, oh, what was it? You were doing an interview about, and they were asking you if you would ever come to New York. And it was something like, uh, come to New York. Oh uh, no, I'm, leave New York oh, and yeah, come yeah. to LA. And I was like, no way. And it was like, no way. I'm, I, would, <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah. Well, I never thought I, up until I lived in New York 18 years. And so you were in New York 18 years. Yeah. And so I probably like, 16 years in, I, I didn't think I was going to leave. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, yeah, New York it gets expensive, right? Yeah. And so I had a good setup. I actually had a bigger studio in New York than I do in LA right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like an apartment I'd been in forever, so it was like kind of cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, like walked to the studio every day with my dogs. It was like a cool little thing. But as like things get more expensive in New York, you're kind of like sacrificing quality of life there to enjoy all the other little things you get. Like, yeah. When it was cheap enough that like a kid could open a weird gallery and I could go there and enjoy like a cool photo show or like yeah. I could go to this little bar that these kids open and they have cool food or like yeah. some these other guys have like a cool little shop. When things get so expensive, all those things can't exist anymore. Yeah. It's like a second. And you can't just have that New York day where you just start walking down the street and one thing leads to another. Well, yeah. Like- so it's just like you kind of like you don't get to enjoy that like secondary like yeah cultural moments that are like available because it's cheap enough that like younger interesting people can like create a cool little bookshop yeah. you know like the way and that so, you when you went to school uh, you could be doing all these things outside exactly. of school and look having, New York's still cool there's still like tons of cool yeah. things in it but it's like I feel like a lot of those like secondary experiences started like disappearing mm-hmm. so I think at some point you're like oh I'm like giving up all these like kind of quality of life moments mm-hmm. and I'm not getting that experience in return you yeah. know and so the balance is there and I just need to change you know yeah. so I would come out I used to come out to LA and be like uh, like I'd come out for work all the time and be like ah it's not my people which yeah. is like kind of like true but it's like yeah. and then you come out like six and I'm like ah oh, it's okay here yeah. you know and then and you then, say oh you're here too oh you're then, here too yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you're like, and then all your, uh, all your friends start moving and then you're like oh and then like one time you just clicks and it's just yeah. like ah, I need to get the fuck out like yeah. I just need to change and so and yeah. how do you like it I love it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and tell us about, like, so, and then you decide to open up a shop. Open up a shop. Kind of happened on a whim. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, secondary experiences, like, rents are really cheap out here. So yeah. it's just like. I mean, it's changing, but yeah. Yeah, but I would never open up a yeah. shop. Like, compared to New York. Yeah. Like, if you're jaded, like, money New York. Yeah. Then it's like, rents are really cheap out here. And that's a crazy, that's a cool little area in, in, cool, in yeah. Hollywood. So like, that just really, because what, what else do you have around there? Like, Mr. Green, this little shop was there for a long time, and then. Me and this guy, Theo, who opened has a, a brand called Good Posture, opened mm-hmm. up like three doors down from me. Mm-hmm. And so we were there. Then like, yeah, a little spot. Max has his little. Max has his spot, a little like leather home goods spot. Yeah. Spot Besties opened mm-hmm. up from more people from New York. Five mm-hmm. Leaves opened up. 
yeah. and like a couple other restaurants, and Square One Diner. So it's yeah. like there is a cool little energy, and it's kind of like I almost think of it as like old school streetwear vibe, where it's like each yeah. of the shop, like in terms of the clothing shops, it's like we each have our own little personality. They're kind of like mm-hmm. you can go and hang in them. Yeah. It's not like a white box where you walk around and walk out. Yeah. It's like you can kind of discover like a little book or a thing. So I think it's that vibe I like. No, and I love your corkboard because I feel like that's something in all your studios and you always have like a, that reference yes. board and you can put things out. and Yeah, so like the back walls, like the yeah. big corkboard where it's like constantly changing. And it's like I've always kind of had that in my studio, but it's also, mm-hmm. it's, you know, like the skate shop front windows that are yeah. getting covered in stickers. And I like those shelves. Changing. Who made those shelves? I made those shelves. <laughs> I, do like, it all. I put myself to do it all. <laughs> so it's like kind of like you're moving that front window, like skateboard experience of all the changing yeah. stickers to the back wall. It's like, it's kind of like... That's what I always remember. And you also get to see your, your stuff from the cradle, not to the grave, but out the yeah. door. It's good to, like, I think when you're just selling stuff online, like, sending it to shops, it's such, like, an obtuse experience. You, you I know. mean, I feel that, too. I feel like as, okay, everything's gone StockX, everything's online, everything's there, but there's still something to be said about, like, the tangible hand yes. and also just kind of knowing what the vibe's about and coming in and seeing it and it's cool to go in there and you and Rome's are in there and yeah, yeah. Yeah. people can like get like feel like kind of the universe of like oh this is like it's a like kind of extension of the studio it's like I try and like buy everything else that's in the shop like books and objects and more stuff is like mm-hmm. kind of through that lens as well and so mm-hmm. people like kind of can maybe get a sense I know and it was like, great and I was happy to do the view sonic the show we did was great uh, pieces look incredible thank you so um i think uh time's about up but kind of made me a heavy question at the end here. Uh, like i mean how do you how do you uh, see your legacy like how oh uh, that's a that's an easy one right? a, uh, yeah, easy. <laughs> I, mean, I mean where do you see yourself going like how do you want to be because i think you know it's like as you've been doing this now for coming up on 20 years which is you know pinnacle in itself because lots of times people they play a guitar or you know yeah. what i mean it's like but I think it's also interesting in the artists of seeing where they want to be positioned. And maybe now you are looking at a little bit larger picture. And you, you what show did you say you went and saw today? Oh, David Hammond show. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's a little weird because I don't have that like signature like thing. Like I'm not, I don't, I'm like Barry has like very signature things, even, you know, like, and I don't really have that per se. Mm-hmm. Maybe more on the design side, it's like, you know, and I think I used to like kind of think about it when I was younger, like, oh, I should have like something, you know, like, but like, I think over time, once you make a bunch of cool things, and even though if they're like really like a painting here, a design here, like eventually people can kind of tell they all come from like the same point of view. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of an interesting thing where they all add up to something, you know, it's like, oh, like when if people saw them all together, they'd be like, oh, whoa, this is kind of crazy. It's like, oh, he did. And it like, makes sense. Yeah. He did like all this stuff for like Proenza and then like this thing for like Stussy and then this painting show in Paris. And it's like, maybe it doesn't make sense, but it's like, maybe it's cool that it doesn't make sense in a way, you know, but like through maybe like a uh, Proenza graphic makes sense when you see three other things and then it connects to like oh, one I, other thing. So I, I think mean, I've always been a kind of that like, level to connect yeah. the dots. When you look at it in an overall picture and the legacy, then it does make sense. It's like, you know, a, a mixtape or something where you can, you know. Yeah. It's probably that. not like the best for like a career building thing. It's better just to I do think something it is. over I think and over sometimes and over, people but. get to, I have, you know, younger people come in and like, oh, I, uh, if I only invented X for eyes or like, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? And they feel like everything has to be branding and, and yeah. Whereas like those things might come out of that, but that's like almost those a things happen naturally. Kind yeah, of you can't just yes. force that and yeah, be like, yeah. oh, now this is my thing, and now I'm going to do the same thing. Look, for pe- like people always do that, where it's like when companies are making a logo, and they're like, 
they show you a reference and they're like, oh, I, I really love this like Comme Garcon logo or this Helmet Langler. And you're like, it's just like yeah. Helvetica thing. She's like, you don't like it because of that. You like it because Com did like 30 years of amazing like branding around this logo. And it made you love that logo because you have this like connection to that. If I just give you a logo that isn't Helvetica, nothing. it might look nice and typeset perfectly, but yeah. you're not going to have that same connection to it right away. You have to be willing to like hire 30 years of amazing like yeah. people to work with to like build a this brand about and that's what it's about people don't get that like connection where their connection comes from though you know no, so. it's the it's the the big ferris whole couture yeah. show that like where you go crazy that allows you to sell a t-shirt yeah, yeah. like exactly you just can't have that anyways thank you brave new views nts heavyweight big up you're listening to Brave New Views with Heavyweight Gallery.